0: On today's episode, you'll hear the types of benefits that industry associations provide to their membership, and why marketers should engage beyond just putting that logo on the website and explore all the ways that industry association membership can help meet their marketing goals. Let's do this. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in reaching technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues, friends, and clients of mine who will stop by to share their stories. And I hope that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a brief shout out to my agency, True Marketing. True is a full service agency located in beautiful Austin, Texas, serving highly technical companies. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Content Marketing Engineered. Today, I'm joined by Stephanie Tierney. She's the Director of Communications for the Electronics Components Industry Association, also known as ECIA. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you, Wendy. I'm excited to be here. I am too. I think this will be an interesting topic today because many of the marketers listening have companies that participate in industry associations, but they're not always directly involved with what membership looks like and not always aware of uh, you know, benefits that marketers can take advantage of. So I think this will be a very educational episode for us. Great. So, before we get started, let's talk a little bit about your career path as a marketer and what led you to your role at ECIA. Sure. So, I have actually always been involved in some
1: capacity with marketing and public relations Um, ever since, you know, even back in my high school days. I remember, you know, volunteering to help with, you know, the yearbook and, you know, the newsletter for uh, the school and so on. And so, It's always been a little bit of a passion of mine. I really enjoy it, of course, and I always have enjoyed it. Um, So once I got into the real world, so to speak, you know, I was doing marketing type roles for, you know, people in the uh, the tech industry. I got into the media side a little bit for a while, Um, but I also ended up joining the association industry about eight years ago within the electronic components uh, industry, and I have really enjoyed it. I left the industry for a very short time for another association. I ended up coming back, um, but it's you always great. You stay away. <laughs> I know, I couldn't. Um, you know, Debbie Conyers was retiring from ECIA and kind of brought me back in this way. And, you know, the rest is history. But uh, it's a great association, great industry. And, of course, I've been happy to be back ever since.
0: Yeah, well, it's not everyone that has quite the extensive background that you do in this industry, and it's it's not for everybody. It's it's not easy keeping up with engineering trends and having engineers as your focal audience, so I uh, know we'll get into that. Uh, but before we do, just to give some context to our talk today, what is ECIA and what are some of the key benefits that it provides to its members? Sure,
1: so a great question. ECIA, ECIA stands for the Electronic Components Industry Association. And our members share a common goal of promoting the authorized sale of electronic components. So our members um, are, are really down to three categories, manufacturers, reps, and authorized distributors. And again, they all work together. They, they all work together in their day jobs anyways, you know. And so um, they all work together for that authorized sale of uh, electronic uh, components. But, you know, as far as the association side of it, um, there's really various benefits, um, really depending on where you're involved. You know, there's professional development, there's, a there's you know, we've got our chief analyst who's working really hard every day doing his research, you know, for great stats, you know, supply chain information, industry uh, stats, and, um, you know, training, webinars, uh, professional development within conferences and so on. So there's all sorts of benefits, you know, in our association and, and really in any in- industry
0: association. Yeah, it sounds like that analyst is probably pretty busy right now with all of the supply chain woes that we've experienced over these past few years. <laughs> sure, of course, yes. Yeah. So when when you have a new member or just an existing member, who's typically the main point of contact who owns that relationship with the association?
1: So that is a, another really good question because I was thinking about this and, you know, I think for many industry associations, there isn't just one answer. You know, sure, we could have sales and marketing people that are our main contact, but we have CEOs, presidents, You know somebody that's involved in compliance, IT, you know quality. It really depends on who is involved and what they're looking for. What is their passion? What is their Mm -hmm. niche? Are they involved in a specific uh, committee in a specific group? You know, with our uh, with our association, we have you know councils for each one of the uh, membership types, but we also have you know our board. We have a conference planning committee global industry practices committee, there's the EIA standards committee. So there is a little something for everybody within our members organization. So I think that to say that only one type of person might own that relationship, um, I don't know if that's that's true. I really think that it could be a variety of job titles, a variety of people, um, because the, you know, industry associations have many roles, right? So what's your passion? What is your niche? You know, we're where do you fit, type of thing?
0: Right, it makes sense because you can maybe over here have we need to create a standards panel for some sort of standards, and, and of course you'd have engineers involved with that, and then other times like you said, conference planning—that's a very different muscle, <laughs> exactly, very different yeah. skill set. Well, do you find that some portion of your membership just doesn't take advantage of a lot of the benefits, and why? Yeah, so I do think
1: that that could happen. You know, we have so many great members that are so highly involved. And I think that's, you know, pretty standard in many industry associations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, you know, you do get some members that, you know, they might download, you know, your your logo, put it on their website and, and call for, it a day.
0: Yeah, kind of that and, credibility thing, slap it right, on there.
1: <laughs> which is great. But I think that when you do that, you know, whether it's our association or whether it's any association or any membership for that matter, you know, you're really going to put into your membership or you're gonna get out of it what you put what you put into it, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's so many, I, I had mentioned it with the previous question. There's so many ways to get involved. There's so many committees, you know, what is your passion? What is it that you're trying to do? You know, do you wanna influence policies? Do you want to, um, you know, get involved, meet more people? Do you know, how is it that you want to gain? What is it that you wanna gain from that membership? Um, and really, it's up to the member to kind of take that membership, make it their own, put in what they want, and you know that's what they'll get out of it. So we highly encourage our members to get involved, you know, with the various committees, councils. I, you know, I mentioned it earlier. There's there's literally something for everyone. You know, we, there's so many so many ways to get involved, so many ways to make a difference. You know, even taking industry surveys. You know, I I mentioned our chief analyst, Dale Ford. He's always looking for somebody to take a survey and be a part of. You know, those great data that we're putting out or get involved in, you know, conference planning or be a part of the Global Industry Practices Committee. Um, uh, Yeah. So, I mean, there's really so many ways to maximize the
0: benefit of your your membership, for sure. So, I I hear a lot of passion in you explaining that. And and I'm guessing part of that is because it's your job, right, to make sure that people understand uh, what all these opportunities are and stay top of mind. So, On that note, give me a sneak peek into just a day in the life of an association marketer. Sure. So I think,
1: you know, with many industry associations, the marketing people tend to wear many hats, you know, so marketing and communications is one part of the role. Um, Our newsletter, social media, website content, you know, those types of things. Of course, that's going to be a part of my role. But member engagement is a very big part of my job, too, you know, making sure I'm keeping out there, having an active communication with our members. And again, what is their passion? Where can we, where can we find, you know, something for them and, and where do they fit type of thing? Um, but also the conference is coming up in October for our, for our association. And I've got a big role in that as well and helping run the committee and, and um, organizing, you know, all of their ideas and such a great committee. We have so many wonderful ideas. And um, so, yeah, I think we wear many hats <laughs> i think so um, not just one everyday is a little bit different
0: depending on you know what the task at hand is for the i'm sure and the time of year you know the exactly, conference exactly sure. so what is the balance when when you think about what success looks like for you how much of it has to do with new member recruitment versus existing member engagement so i think that's a, another
1: really good question i think it's really important you know, we don't wanna just concentrate on recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. That current membership engagement is huge. You know, um, making sure that they're feeling fulfilled in their membership. And again, I, I've mentioned it before, finding their passion, what is their niche? Mm-hmm. You know, where do they belong with that in, with that association? Um, and one organization could have various people involved in, in the association. So even if we have one person involved from an organization, I bet there could be two or three other people that may find what they're looking for within the association too. So I think working with our current members is just as important as recruiting new members as well. Um, you got to have that balance because if we recruit and they're not seeing the value, yeah. what's the point?
0: So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just that logo on the website and nothing, right. no no substance. Totally. Uh, Well, I know that ECIA has a podcast and it has a pretty fun name. Tell me a little bit about that and maybe how that podcast came to be. So, well, the podcast came to be before I started, but it does have a fun name.
1: It's the Channel Channel. And uh, we feature all sorts of uh, great hot topics in the industry, industry experts. Um, And the nice thing about this, too, is the ECIA staff has all been able to kind of jump in on there, depending on who we're interviewing, what the topic is and so on. So it's been a little bit of a joint effort, which is a lot of fun.
0: You know, I've noticed that the, um, the community around electronic components and ECIA specifically, but, but really also the community at large is really tight knit. You see a lot of long-term relationships that are developed. You know, there was recently, you know, a EDS conference where the whole thing was about networking and meetings. And, and that seems to be pretty unique. Um, why do you think that is? What, what is the catalyst for this group being just so close? Oh, and you're so right about that. I think it is such a
1: tight knit group and in this industry as a whole. Um, so I think it boils down to a few different factors, you know, uh, just alone, the reps, manufacturers and distributors, you know, every day they, they've got their relationship building, you know, that they, they're already coming into it with having that tight relationship, just doing their everyday jobs. But I will say there are so many passionate people in the industry that are willing to give back to the industry. So you'll see them all, whether it's EDS or another industry conference. Um, You see them all working so hard, volunteering um, and and gathering all of their their relationships to do the same thing. You know, I'm going to gather this committee. Oh, I'm going to get a few more people to join. And we're going to have this big group. We're going to we're going to have this big meeting, you know, at EDS. And I think that's just the beauty of the industry. So many long relationships that have been built over time, so many people willing to give back to the industry, you know, whether it's um, through the associations or something else. Uh, Just a lot of, you know, high passion, people willing to give back to the industry, um, all these networking events. It's really created uh, some really long lasting relationships. And it's, it's
0: evident in every event we've ever been to. Cool. So if there's a marketer listening and maybe they know their company's members of an industry association, whether it's yours or not, but marketing's not engaged, what advice do you have for them and what opportunities might they uncover by engaging?
1: So, yeah, that's a great question. I would suggest, you know, reaching out to somebody within the association. Let them know what what it is that you're looking for, whether it's, you know, something that's whether a personal goal, a professional goal, maybe something that the company's trying to do, maybe it's an industry goal. You know, there's there's ways to get involved and, and influence policies within the industry, you know, in various um, committees and groups, and, uh, you know, help work on best practices within the industry, or maybe just meet people. You know, maybe it's that somebody really wants to meet others in the industry, maybe they're a fairly new company or whatever it might be. Um, really just reach out and, you know, see whoever it is that's, you know, whether it's a marketing person, somebody that's involved with, you know, member engagement, reach out to that person, let them know what you're looking for. And I guarantee that they'll be able to come up with something that says, yes, we've got this, this, and this, that's perfect for what your passion is and really take advantage of, you know, just knowing that there's probably a lot more to your industry association than you are even thinking about. There's probably, you know, there's all sorts of information on the website, but we all know that, you know, we get on the website, we kind of skim and, you know, you get off the website. So ask questions, you know, find, find out what your passion is and ask questions for sure.
0: Yeah, I think too many marketers stop at the logo on the website, maybe trying to speak at a conference or webinar, be on a podcast, but they're not thinking deeper into, gosh, I go back to the analysts that we talked about at the beginning of this conversation. You know, if someone is trying to position their company as a thought leader or they're trying to write more industry-related content, look at all the great resources you have that you could connect so that they have a more robust content editorial calendar. So that's one that sticks out to me is like, wow, low hanging fruit. And it's a win-win because you have the association in front of that. You have that credibility, but also you're putting your brand out there. So, and I know that's one of many things that you probably have (laughs) in your arsenal for marketers, but. Yes,
1: for sure. And I think that's a great point, you know, checking out the calendar of events, you know, um, there's always something, whether it's a webinar or an in-person conference And, you know, we're in-person events are starting to come back and that's a great way to be putting, putting yourself, you know, back in the forefront of everybody, you know, and, and even sponsorships, It's a great way to, you know, for a marketer to, you know, get your name out there, um, be a part of, you know, whatever event or industry, you know, association event, whatever it might be, um, sponsorships, um, like you said, speaking opportunities, those are all really great ideas.
0: Well, tell us a little bit more about, so you have a conference coming up in October, so you are in the thick of it right now. Uh, what's the focus of the conference? Where is it? Who who are you hoping will attend? Yeah, so that's a really good question as well. It is October 23rd through
1: the 25th in uh, Rosemont, Illinois, at the Lowe's uh, Chicago O'Hare Hotel. And it has been so much fun working with the conference committee because here we are, you know, we had had two canceled events Mm. as a result of the pandemic. And so, you know, there's been so much change, so much disruption and not just pandemic related. I mean, it's been all over the board in these past few years. And so, you know, working with the committee has been great. Um, They came up with with a really clever theme, uh, Bucking Normal and, um, you know, Thrive, basically, the whole point is that, you know, they're going to say, Normal is a fallacy; it doesn't exist anymore. And you know, the resilient are going to thrive through the disruption. And so that's been really, really fun uh, working with them. There's They've got some great speakers lining lined up, and um, really anybody within the industry is welcome to attend. We tend to, um, you know, the the event tends to be you know, sea level uh, people, but we get we get all sorts of attendees as well. You know, it's not just the CEOs and the presidents, you know, it, we get all
0: sorts of attendees. So definitely looking forward to it. Great. Well, good luck with all your planning leading up to that. I used to be a conference planner myself, so I know all the details that go into it, but it's it's so fun too. Um, well, thank you so much. We're, we're definitely looking forward to it. Good. Well, Stephanie, where can our listeners go to connect with you and learn more about ACIA?
1: Yes. Well, um, absolutely. You know, find me on LinkedIn. I'm always on there, part of my job. So, you know, find me on LinkedIn, ecianow.org. You can always find me, you know, somewhere on there as well. Um, But yeah, I would, I would welcome the opportunity to speak to anybody, of course.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Wendy. It's been fun. Thanks for joining me today on Content Marketing Engineered. For show notes, including links to resources, visit trumarketing.com slash podcast. While there, you can subscribe to our blog and our newsletter and order a copy of my book, Content Marketing Engineer. Also, I would love your reviews on this podcast. So please, when you get a chance, subscribe and leave me your review on your favorite podcast subscription platform. Thanks and have a great day.